Good morning, good morning. When God elevate us to a higher level in areas in our lives, he wants to show you where you are and how far you came. You understand? Regarding growth due to a level of maturity to want more and more like him in your life. You understand? And when you realize you're in a situation, it may be the same situation you were in before, but your response may be different. Just know that everything, it works out patience. And let patience have her perfect work so you can be blessed and entirely wanting nothing. Not being moved by any subtleties at all. No matter what area is trying to come up in. Because your situation may be the same as it was before. But your response to the situation becomes different. And you become more overpowered over the situation and not the situation over you. Because it was never designed to have power over you. Because you're the one who are the eternal being, not the situation. Hallelujah. Quick testimony. Uh, since this season I've been in for the last couple of weeks, I make sure I attend to my son. Because I've been in my bedroom, like I told you guys. And I make sure I give him, you know, different things to do to stay on top of, you know, his discipline. And I average it out to allow him to do things he want to do for fun, you know. And still continue to allow him to pray and increase his prayer life by having him to do the prayer for us. And I'm praying so he can get an idea as to, you know, how to be open and honest to God. You know, just what kind of biblical words to use. You know, not just saying the same thing all the time. You know, open your heart out. Prayer is opening your heart and just communicating with God. You know, giving thanks, making things well known in his presence, which you already know he's able to do. And that's what I've been doing. And, um... Every morning, I would just get up and just, you know, as I prepare breakfast, I'm preparing lunch and dinner at the same time. And I have him to, you know, warm it up when the time comes. And he, um, he has a, you know, and I'll have him to, um, have it already prepared for him. Excuse me, guys. I have it already prepared for him. So he already know when to warm it up, you know, during that times of the day. And everything that he need to do is already prepared before him while I'm alone with God. But I'm still engaging with him, but, you know, still also receiving from God in such a time as this. So as I was preparing, you know, breakfast, lunch, and dinner this morning, and I was I was pressed too because I was doing jerk today. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to jerk it up. But no, for real, jerk eggs, jerk and no, I'm just playing. No, I'm just jerk chicken. But... As I was preparing, all of a sudden a flood came from my sink. Like the pipes just burst and it was like water everywhere. And I'm like, what is that? Water everywhere. And I mean, every, if I had, like inches wise, about three inches of water in my kitchen, you know, my entire kitchen. And some towards my dining room. And I do have carpet. So I called the maintenance crew and they said we'd be there right away. Which actually took them about a half an hour to 45 minutes. It's such an emergency as that. With the water constantly coming out. So God told me immediately, just take matters in your own hands and begin to mop it up yourself. I said, okay, God, I'll do it. And God, God already know. He knows. Some people just don't take things serious enough. Some people wake up in the morning and just say, I'm going to my nine to five or I'm going to my eight to four and get my paycheck and go home without even having a passion to even care for what you're doing currently while you're there. Like, for example, even if I'm not, my passion is not to be in a job field wherever I'm currently working, I'm still going to provide you my best service. 
I'm still going to give you my best attitude, my best energy. And there have been many a times I felt my energy falling. I felt my, my attitude falling, my effort falling, and I'd be departing real quickly, and i snap right out of it. No, they deserve more than this. Get it together. Even when certain, I did a lot of customer service, and so many people will come with all kinds of things. People try to steal out the store. People want to, you know, do all, and I'm not risking my life for that. Go ahead. You understand? Go ahead. If that's, you know, I'm going to pray for you, but go ahead. I'm not chasing you. There are people that chase me outside the stores. I'm not doing that. I mean, I done did uh, retail. I did government. I did so much child care. I did, you know, early education. So many jobs. The soup kitchen. So many. Telemarketing. So much. Uh, so many jobs I done did. But out of all of these jobs, a lot of them didn't even last longer than a week. I'm trying to tell you. But the longest I've been, God called me on a job was 15 years. And that's working with young children. But that's not the point I'm making right now. Let me not get off subject. So I snapped myself right out of it. So I said, okay, they taking too long. But God said, go ahead. Because God already know that, they, that the matter is not even, you know, you don't, the person even had that much passion to come and help immediately, obviously. Because I only live two, like two buildings down from, you know, the maintenance office. They could come and they sitting in there every day. And they could come right now as I speak to come and do it. But it took them 45 minutes. And I'm watching them walk back and forth doing nothing. Nothing. And then come all of a sudden without any supplies and see the flood as I'm getting it up. I said, well, it appears that the problem, whatever it was, it resolved itself. It went away. He said, well, I still have to come make sure everything is okay. So he looked and said, well, I'm about to go back and go get what, you, what, I, think, what I think you need so the pipes won't you know, do this to you again. And what happened is, excuse me, I'm on a bottom ground level. So I'm getting everybody's drainage from the pipes in the walls. So I'm getting all kinds of grease on my floor, all kinds of things. I say, oh my gosh, <laughs> you don't understand. And still got to remember, hey, we're going somewhere. And I love Holy Spirit so much. Thank God for the spirit of truth, the confidence. And it's truly indeed our comfort. He's in the midst of anything me, trying to tell me otherwise, even due to my own emotions and my own feelings and how I should say or react to or respond, even if it appeared to be the truth. You should have been here. I'm watching you outside, lollygag around. And here I am with a positive attitude. I'm doing your job for you while you still get paid. Because you came with no supplies to help me get this up. And there are so many devices for you to get this up. This is a very, a very, they make a lot of money in this complex. And I'm under Southern Management. And they are worldwide. The maintenance crew drive Range Rovers as a source of um, transportation for the community. It's so much money being released in this for them to provide that type of service. And I said, okay, get it together immediately. God said, get it up. Because God already knew that the kind of heart the person had when they came here. Pretty much they don't care. Take matters in your own hands. So I began to mop it when my son began to help me. We had a little, you know, two-way doing things. You're like, bam, bam, you do this, I do that. Okay, we keep doing our part. And we just got it so smoothly, so done. And then I realized I got to check my attitude. Remember your attitude. Because it appears that my son wasn't doing exactly how I expected. I was like, no, like this, like this. I just asked you like this. Wait, check myself. I said, thank you for helping me. See, love covers everything. And it changed the atmosphere. I said, thanks for helping me. I love you so much for, for us doing this together. 
And he said, yeah, we are this together. We are a team. Now, all of a sudden, his confidence began to arise. Let me give her all I got. Because she just gave me a compliment as to what I'm doing and what I know I'm not doing enough of. She didn't cuss me out. She didn't tell me to go in the room. She didn't take nothing away. She complimented me. She lifted me up. She exalted me when I felt like I was falling. So I'm going to give her my best. And that's exactly what happens when we walk in with God. God loves us in the midst. That's why we're still with God, to be honest. Because we see how much he loves us in spite of everything that we have done outside his will. Which appear to be a lie anyway. And so they came and he pulled it in there. And I remind you, I'm cooking breakfast, lunch, and dinner with a flood going on. All at one time. That's the schedule God got me on during this time right now. Get up at a certain time. Up. Do what you got to do. Do it. Engage with your child. Gage. Provide him things to do. Because, you know, sometimes you got to keep your child mind, you know, going. Even though they're out on vacation from school, you still got to refresh their memory. You understand? So I give them little things to do, but not every day. And trust me, I'm such a cool mom because some persons will be like, that's that little bit of time. Because I don't want to think that, that learning is boring. Because who wants to sit in front of a computer all day and be told what to do? So I give him time in between times. And he's so honored to get up and do it because he knows that it's fun to do because sometimes I do it with him. I don't overwhelm him with it. And that's why he don't mind doing it. You understand? And it's all due to the glory of God. Him teaching me how to be a mother. Better. I increased in being a mother. A better mother than I was ever before. A better daughter. A better sister. My mom kept calling. And I was, I called her back. I said, I'm here for you. But I ain't saying like that. I'm here for you. I'm like, hey. But my heart was like, I'm here for you. You want to talk? She like to talk. She like to express. Vent. I'm here. Because I know you want to get good feedback. That's why you called me. I realized her call list went from everybody to just me. Because negativity ain't going to get you anywhere. And I thank God that you got the sense to know that. Thank you, mother. And that goes for all of us. We're going somewhere. That old conversation, that negativity ain't going to help me. I, I need something more. I need more than this. I'm trying to go somewhere. Let me call my daughter. She'll tell me exactly how it is. And such a respectful matter. Because I always had like that. I never had a negative attitude. Even growing up, my mom always said to us, as one scripture she always threw in our face, honor thy father and thy mother. Honor thy father and thy mother. And it's always said at the time where it seemed to be dishonoring. In other words, love me no matter what. No matter what I do, no matter what mistakes I make, just love me anyhow. I know I'm not doing the best. I know I'm not providing the best. But just still love me anyway. I want to give you guys more. I want to provide so much more. But naturally it's just me. So can you love me anyway? And here's my spirit responding to her heart. Growing up as a child. You're the best mother in the world. Everything you do I love. I want to be just like my mother. Come to my school. Come to my cheerleader competitions. Come to my swim meets. Come with me. I'm not ashamed of you. I love you, mother. Out of my entire life, we had one disagreement. Where it caused to be silent amongst each other. And that's when I married the wrong man. 
Because I'm going to tell you how much I see the enemy in that now out the outside looking in. I meet you April 30th and I marry you July 16th. Not even three months. I don't even know you. Who get married to somebody in two months, two and a half months? Not two and a half months of being engaged and you knew them before then. No, I just met you the same year in April, the end of April, the 30th. And I marry you the t- two and a half months later? We don't even know each other's middle name. And she was so angry at me because we did it without no one knowing. And both sides were pissed. You don't even know her. Why would you marry her? You don't even know him. How can y'all do this? And so we were so happy it was over. So happy it was over. So happy. We allowed the enemy to force us to do something that we knew, well, we didn't know, but appeared to be out of the will of God. And I thank God for redemption. And my mom never been so happy for me to get back on course. That's the point I'm making. I'll never forget, she was so worried when I had to go away to different countries. But out of all the countries I went to, she was okay with Switzerland. She was okay with Greece. She was okay with Zurich. She was okay with all of that. But she wasn't okay with me going to Africa. These are all the things we see on TV. And I said, okay, don't go. I'm going. I'm already gone. I already went. What if this happened? I can't entertain that. I call you back. Couldn't talk. I don't want to hear it. If it's not words of faith, I don't want to hear it politely. I love you. Gotta go. But when I was about to get on that plane, she made sure she was there with my sister and my brother. And they saw me off. And she was so proud of me. She called everybody in the world. Even though she appeared to be so nervous and so, you know, nervous of what can happen to her daughter. I'm letting my daughter go somewhere. I don't know. I'm her protector as her mother. Where are you going? And it showed them how much I really believe in God. To go by yourself. It took them. I applied for my passport. My trip was for, what, November I said, I applied for my passport in February. It gives them about nine months to give anything that I need in between to make sure I have what I need. I love to be on time of early, if not on time for anything. So I always provide ahead of time. I'm really good with micromanaging. Perfect at it, actually. And I said, um, it took, I got my passport to sit an hour before my flight left. Remind you, I applied. They wanted every source of everything about me. Did I, I, I said, it's no more, I didn't need it. You, you want a tooth? Would you need a piece of hair in an envelope? I mean, you got my school, high school, you know, transcripts. You got my license, my ID, my birth certificate. My, what else do you need? A finger? I mean, what do you need? You even got the prints. And the lady was like, you know, it's something about you in this passport. I just couldn't sleep at all last night. I just had to make sure you get this passport. And I told her what I was going to go do. And she cried. Because she got on the Black Power logos, you know, you got the locks in your head, the little shells represent the culture. But here I am about to go there. And then my cab driver, he said, he said, somebody asked, I had luggage. May I ask you where you going? I said, I'm going to Africa. He turned around, up. Uh, he said, ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's what he said, ah, uh, yeah. 
I said, I'm going to Africa. He said, oh yeah. I said, I'm going to Africa. He pulled over and got on his knees and cried and said, my God. And actually, he's from Africa, but he's not from where the part I was going. And he was like, mm-hmm, my, 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 and just started praying for me. He said, my family who are here would dream to go, love to go, such a desire to go. And here you are, this young woman on your way there. Enjoy every moment. And let me tell you guys something. When my plane was over Africa, when it was about to land in Africa, and I seen the grass. That's what got my attention, the grass and the dirt. So much green. I see why that's one of the colors in the flat. And I said, wow, it's so much green. And it's a beautiful, pure green. And look at the dirt. Look at the dirt. Look at the color of the dirt. Look at the brown color of the... See, I'm an artist. I'm into colors. But it's so unique. And I hurt and dismissed myself to go into the bathroom. And I broke down so much. I said, because I don't know where my bloodline, which tribe was my family in order for me to be born and, and, and drafted here to America. And here I am coming back after my bloodline from generation to generation to generation was forced to leave their home. Here I am freely coming back to release love in the atmosphere. One time it was over 5,000 people over that was in my reach, was in my path at one location. And here I am, the only light-skinned woman around. And I had to make sure my hosts stay around me because many of them didn't know I speak a little bit of Kiswahili and I them was asking to buy me. And they were like taking it as a joke, but to me, I don't find nothing funny about that, especially if I'm out of my norm. Don't play like that, especially when I'm all the way over here by myself. And I had some incidents where they wanted to hear about our survival mode because a lot of women there only, you know, just considered as concubines. They just cook, clean, and take care of the home and have the babies. They don't do anything else. Many of them don't even have an education. And many of the men don't want them to have an education because they, they don't want them to be overpowering them. And they see us women here... They love that. They love that aggression that we have. But they don't want to be amongst their home. And so when they saw my fire and my aggression, they was like, wow. We could never have that in our home. We would have to beat you. I said, I wish you would. I wish you would. They said, you you know how to fight? Do I know how to fight? Do I know how to fight? You know who you're talking to? You ever heard of Southeast? I'm just playing. (laughs) Southwest, Northeast, Northwest. You ever heard of DC? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but when they, I said, God, the fight. Stop playing with me, man. And then, but it was just like a, it's a common conversation. But anyway, uh, get back on point. You know, they were so, I, I broke down crying because here I am freely coming back. And I spoke over 5,000 people in that one location. It happened to be a food market where everyone around over 5,000 people. And they always receiving the love of God and gave a word. And even though they couldn't, everybody couldn't hear because I'm just one person trying to speak over a whole crowd. And God said, it was more than, never put a number to who you bless because there's no such number. Because some people be asking, how many people have you 
one to the Lord. I, I excuse me. I mentioned to five people today. They went to be with the Lord. God said, "Don't ever." He told me. He does his instructions for me. Don't ever ask. I mean, don't ever give a number because there's always much more than that. Because the seeds you sow in the ground will produce a harvest forever. That's a hundredfold. Forever. It always continues. It always continues. Excuse me, I had to push mute all that time I've been talking. I just realized it. My phone has been going off as much, thank God. Because he knows that I'm open to be, you know, to listen to people now more than I ever been before. Being more available for people, being more humble, more passionate, more concerned, more everything like God. And now he has them to, you know, not talk as much because kind of like he don't want me to be distracted from me being away with him. You understand? And mind you, while I got all this flood up and everything like that, I'm on hold for like a thousand minutes over something that, you know, could have been resolved. So I was dealing with customer service and they picked up after 27 minutes on hold and put it back on hold for another 50 minutes. And while I'm on hold fixing, you know, a three, you know, three day, I mean, it's not three day, you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner at the same time. Getting my son curriculum together online, you know, at the same time on hold with these people and maintenance man in the kitchen. And I still remain the same. But I had to remember to stir myself up because I became quickened in the area of knowing. My knowing increased. My awareness increased. My empowerment increased. I don't have to wait to say, oh, what's going on before I can figure out that God is showing me where I am spiritually. I'm already aware. Oh, it's this. Oh, this is different from what we do. Oh, elevation time. So here's my response to this. See how that instantly aware. And God is doing nothing but just cause you to become more like him. You be and you don't think. You just be. That's who you are. You don't have to think to stir yourself. You are the stirring yourself up. You understand? Jesus. My mom said, you, you fixed everything already? I did. <laughs> Even dessert is already made. I did. Done already. I'm used to it. Because God, I'm telling you, when I say God is always been, it's just me and him, it's just been us. Just been us. And I found my son slacking on his chores. I said, uh uh, uh, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh uh, wait a minute. Come here, DJ. I don't ever have to ask you to look around and make sure anything ever again. You go around and you check. And what you see not done, that's what you fix. Because I take good care of you. And you're going to take good care of what I say. By responding to what I say. Do you understand? Is that our agreement? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hallelujah. I told a person the other day. You get a kick out of your child talking so smart to older people and have them saying things that a child shouldn't say and you think it's cute and funny. But now you at home crying because no one wants to be around a child with a smart mouth without being able to tap that tail. Try to tell you. And I've seen a child clipping older people up, calling them fat, stupid. And you think that's funny? 
But now no one wants to be around. And now you want to get a break. No one wants to watch. Even you have programs out here that does babysitting for parents who are working or have other things to do. And no one wants to be bothered with your child. No school, no camp, no nothing. Not even a family member. You created that and now you don't even want to deal with it. Jesus. And they're going to ask, can I send them to your house? My house? (laughs) My house? Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? I don't mind. But just be prepared. When they come back home, they will not be the same. Trust me. Hallelujah. Jesus. I don't have to spank nobody, kid. I would never, I don't even have to touch my own child. It's all about eye contact. The senses are very powerful. You don't even have to open your mouth and your child know when you are serious and they know what and what not to do. Even all the way down from an infant, me working with infants for over 13 years. The first thing they do when you're doing things unto them, they're looking at you to determine your response as to how they should respond. They feed off your response. And then they grow up and they begin to see more and gain more personality of their own and become testers to see how much they can get away with. If I cry, would they pick me up? Okay, I realize they're not. So let me just be quiet. Self-soothe. Because there's a time when they pick me up and a time when they put me down. You understand? And you created that atmosphere for you and that child that no one wants to be bothered. And now you don't even want to be bothered. And you're going to be the minister unto you. Keep giving you insight, showing you things. And you're not taking their advice. So what good is that? If faith don't meet faith, then guess what? You're going to get faithless results. If I'm releasing my faith in your life and you're not receiving it on a level of my level of faith, meaning that it's already done due to God's love for you, it's all about knowing God loves you that much. Some of us just don't know. Everything done the entire day already, and it's not even 12 o'clock yet. Some parents have a chart board. I don't have a chart board as a time and all that. He already knows what the times are. I don't have my child just go in the kitchen and grab whatever he want when he want. That's not how we do things. You ask for anything and everything. As you under my roof. And that goes for everything. Even in your own room. Can I do this? Sure you can. 14 or not, 15 or not, 16 or not, in my roof, you will obey. And the reason why you're so eager to obey, because you serve the Lord. Because as for me in my house, and that goes for every member in my home. And that's why I will always run this smoothly. And for those homes who appear to be chaotic, all you have to do is sit in the presence of God and ask him, how can you get it in order? And how can you have it in order? Allowing him to be the head. And he will give you all the instructions you need for your house and every member in your home. Just because things arise doesn't mean that you're not where you're supposed to be. 
Know right when in the midst of it not happening the way you wanted to happen. Know you have the power to change what's happening in the midst. I changed the entire atmosphere of all that happening by God telling me, put matters in your own hands. Get the, get the, resolve the problem yourself. And as I begin to mop, guess what? The water begins to go down and do the drains. So I called them back. I said, well, it, the problem got resolved. So I don't really, I don't, you know, you guys don't have to really come. But we still got to come make sure that it won't happen again. Thank you. All the water was up. Food on the stove. Food done. Son ate breakfast. Now on lunch. Preparing dinner. Only because I'm in here soaking with God. So everything done so I cannot be interrupted. But God still had me at certain times. Like at 12 o'clock I go out with my son. And help him with his curriculum online. To keep him sharp for when school starts. And that's periodically. That's not every day. To be honest it's like twice a week. And a half an hour each time. Because I don't want to overwhelm him with, with knowledge. With school. With books. And it turns them off. Turns them away. It's boring. I don't want to keep doing this. Now you begin to hate school. Hate learning. No, learning is fun. But I got to remember, biblically, you got to also manage it out. You got to learn biblically too, son. And God says, soak with your son sometimes. Enjoy. You'd be surprised what you see. You'd be surprised. My God. My God. And... I had another dream quickly. It was my son, a baby boy, the same little boy. And I found myself getting frustrated. God keep giving me encounters with this baby boy. And it was time for me. And the thing is, he wasn't like no other kid I ever dealt with. I was so prepared to, you know, have him. Like, okay, I know what to do, what not to do as a mother to a child. I dealt with this so long, different personalities, different things, you know, without, with or without special needs, whatever. I'm prepared. But the thing is, when this baby boy came, everything that I thought I knew what to do with him, it was nothing like that. And I was like, it was kind of challenging because I was like, you're not an easy kid to, you know, to raise. I, I can't figure you out. And the thing about it is, I was like, God was, he, he'll look up at me and appear to be so hungry. I'm like, oh, and he only did was sleep so much. And he played and wanted to sleep, played and wanted to sleep and barely ate anything. And I was like, why don't you eat something? Infant, newborn, straight from the hospital. I'm ready to nurse you. You reach for me to be nursed. I'm ready to nurse you. And you turn away. I don't want that food. And God immediately said he want another kind of food. Spiritual food. He would re- re- prefer more spiritual food than natural food. I said, so what am I supposed to do about that? Okay, I'll speak the word. Okay, but what about the natural food? Gotta eat something. And God said, this child knows exactly what he's... Come on, man. I was like, Father, come on with this. I'm being, I'm, that's why you have to prepare some of us for some things earlier. Because I was getting frustrated. And God didn't have his father there, no one there, it was just me and him. Because I'm the one who has the connection, even though we all connected, I carry you. You hear my voice, you feel the inside of me. 
And I was like, God, he won't eat anything. I can't force him. He won't let you force him. If he, this child, if he don't want something, he's not going to do it. And I said, okay, I'm just going to play with him then. And that's, and that's all he really wanted me to play with him. And he'd go on his own and do things. And he became full as he did things on his own. And God showed me his belly was getting full. Full off of communicating with God. And God said to me, don't come frustrated. When he get hungry for the natural food, you going to know. And what he kept doing back and forth, guys, he had come to my chest like he ready. I'm like, okay, good. I'm excited. Okay, you ready to eat now? And then he get close and turn away. No, I don't want that. I'm hungry, but not for that. It kept going back and forth like that. And I said, okay, well, you know what? I give up. Go ahead. Do what you, I'm, I'm learning you. And that's exactly what the child wanted me to learn him. So I had to look back and observe his moves. Every time he went and did things on his own, whether lie on his back or try to crawl or whatever, he was moving so advanced for his age. I'm like, you on you trying to crawl already? You just came out the womb. Slow down, little child. What kind of child? I was like, God, what kind of child is this? And the other child would have loved to be, you know, nursed and, you know, to sleep and, and sing lullabies and, you know, eat and, you know, get love and then go to bed. No, not this child. This child has so much determination. No, I'm going to, you're going to meet my needs. I'm not going to meet yours. My God. And it wasn't disrespectful. It was just a determination. You're not going to make me do what I don't want. And he made that in a respectful, spiritual way, not natural way, spiritual. And he just kept coming to my chest like he, so, like I felt the hunger. You're hungry. Eat. Yeah, did he, did he make me think that he about to eat and turn away? No, I don't want that. I want that. I want this. I want spiritual food. And he got his spiritual food by just being, you know, being independent on his own. Like I sit him down on the bed and him just doing whatever he's doing. That just that fed him. And God said he's communicating with me. I'm like, come on, this baby fresh out the womb, Father. Come on, what kind of, what kind of, I can't say mess is this. You know, you don't say stuff like that. But what is this? And God said, don't get frustrated. And the moment I gave up and was like, okay, I'm just going to observe you. You got it. And that's exactly when the child began to smile and respond to me saying that. And they wanted to eat natural food. And don't even eat much. Wanted more spiritual food than anything. Everything that a natural child would want, he could care less for so different, so odd, so strange, even for me, and I'm strange. And God said he wants you to learn him. Learn him by observing him. And then you get more familiarized to his character. He's not going to allow you to come down and bring his character down. He wants you to come up higher to his level of doing. Come on, somebody. But I must admit, it was very frustrating. And I'm glad that God showed me that before I actually got shown that. Because I don't know what I was like. Look, here. Here you go. Hey, sweetheart. Take him. Go ahead. I get time for that. <laughs> I'm serious. It was frustrating. Because I feel like I, didn't, I wasn't doing what I, I was like. I felt like a bad mother. 
You don't want to eat from me? Why? I'm eating everything you, you know you would like to taste. I'm like, what's going on? You know, whatever you eat, it goes to your child. So I'm eating the best thing so you can enjoy. And you keep turning it away. You are trying to say, no, I don't want that. And then go and play. And in a natural, a child will be without natural food. You'll be so vulnerable, malnourished. And no, he have more energy turning it away. Playing and laughing at everything. Getting spiritually fed. And God saw my frustration. I was like, you know what? This little boy right here, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go, you know what I'm saying? He reached the limit to my mercy. For real. Because I didn't know what else to do. And God said, don't be frustrated. He wants you to come up to his level of doing things. That's why he's turning with your way of thinking away. Because he wants you to observe him and do it the way he asked for you to do it. His way of thinking. And we were thinking of not you like this child tripping. You gonna do what I say? No, not. Not. <laughs> not. And I was like, what in the world? And as soon as I say, okay, I'm observing you. And immediately he came and wanted to eat natural food. That's all he wanted for me to observe and do, you know, come up to his level of thinking. Because what God placed in our kids. That's why God telling me ahead of time. He's telling me ahead of time. Don't put your hands in it with your own level of understanding. And now God was saying it. And then he actually showed me last night. You're going to become frustrated if you do that. He's trying to tell you something without talking to tell you something. He wants you to go listen to his, his body movements. He's communicating you with his actions. He prefers spiritual food. And if he get hungry enough, trust me, he's not going to allow himself to go too hungry. He's going to eat when he's ready, but he prefers spiritual food. He don't want to be held all the time. He want to be put down to explore on his own. He's communicating with God. See how God do things ahead of time? And here I am saying to you guys two days ago how God prepared me and how I know how to be a mother for this specific child. But not even knowing for real. Because I didn't even have no encounter like that. Then I have the encounter. Now I know exactly what to do. And it wasn't anything that I thought to do. And I just thank God for the gifts. It's not just for me. My God. And I was like, this little boy is something else, yo. That's why God just had me and him in the dream because he wanted me to observe. Guess what he was trying to tell me? No, observe me. I'm different. I'm not like most children. Most children will want to eat. I don't want to eat natural food right now. I want to be spiritually fed. I don't want to be held in your arms and rocked all day. No, put me down. I want to explore. I want to communicate. I want to grow and and spend time with God. I'm fellowshipping. I'm worshiping. All that knowledge going on in your head. My God. 
my God. Father, I lift up every child right now. Every parent right now. That you give us encounters like you gave me. Please. No, for real. I Please. And I don't have to beg. I don't have to beseech thee for anything. I pray that my neighbors become open to see. Please. Without begging, I'm saying please. We don't beg for nothing. It's already done. To show kids. And that we bring in the past. Like you're preparing me for this child. I, now you're giving me an encounter. And I'm so glad because I would have been so frustrated. Everything I thought to do for this child, it wasn't the child what the child wanted. And he was determined. The thing is, he was so happy. Like, nah, I don't want to eat. It wasn't like, no, why, why, why? No. Go to my chest when I'm trying to feed. I'm hungry. Nah, I don't want that food. Go over there and play by himself. Okay, come and be held then. Nah, I don't want to play. I mean, I don't want to be held. Put me down. I'll let you know what I want. I'm going to let you know. When I want to be held, you will know. When I want to not you food, you will know. This is what I want right now. And he was so happy feeling that way. And it was such a relief when I said, you know what? You got it. Let me observe you and see how to respond from you. Let me, let me come up higher to your level of how you want things. Not saying that my child has power over me. Not saying my child run the pants. But in order for me to teach him in a way he should go, I have to observe the way. That's what he's trying to tell me. God. For, I mean, a newborn, yeah. It wasn't even no three months, four months. You were fresh out the womb, yeah. Coming straight home from the hospital like that. I was like, and imagine you going through something like that. You at home, coming home from the hospital, first time at home with your child, and they start doing things like that when y'all get home. Nah, I don't want that. Mm-mm. Nah, I don't want to be here. Put me down. And so happy. More happier being put down. More happier eating spiritual food. I'm not like most children. So don't treat me like that. Look at me and observe me. Learn from me. Learn me. Know me. Jesus. I'm, that's why I keep saying it because I'm stuck on that. I'm, I'm just stuck on that. <sighs> Jesus. Imagine if my mother knew my anointing in her. In her belly. Or, you know, walking around. They knew it was uniqueness. They knew it was difference. But they didn't know how. It, you know. Here's God pinpointing me, teaching me already for this little boy. And I had to check myself. Don't get frustrated. No, God had to check me, actually. Don't get frustrated. And good thing no one was out in the dream but just me and him because I had no one else to call on. I had to learn. See, God wanted me to learn. See, if my husband was there or my son was there, I would have called on one of them. But God said, no, he don't want no one there. He wants just me and him. I need to know him. Learn him. And that's how I teach him the way he should go. By me learning him. See, how that don't even make sense. In order to teach him, I have to learn from him. I'm learning from an infant. 
in order to know how to teach him. And I was here before him. But God's not moved by who was here first. God looking at the generation. The generation upon generation. My God. So many children, our children, every child is anointed and blessed just like we are. But just to be able to know something like that, my God. My God. Feeling like Elizabeth, Sarah, all of them in one. You know what I'm saying? Just knowing what you about to bring forth. And I'm sure they had more encounters. It didn't just stop. It just, not, everything wasn't, you know, it was too much information to write in one book. I could imagine Elizabeth and Mary as their children was leaping when they met. And they already knew what they were carrying. I know God was talking to you about your child the same way he's talking to me. I know. I can relate. The encounters are starting to become more. The dreams are starting to become more. And God don't give it to you all at one time. He wants you to learn what's taking place. He's not going to teach you if you don't learn the lesson. As I keep reading the story, you're not interested in, and they ask you what the story about. Um, it's about you didn't listen, you didn't pay attention because you weren't interested. And God breaks things down so you can learn and know. Because a demonstration is going to come to pass, and you must demonstrate it in the way how you were taught. Excuse me, I have to drink some more. Thank you for patience. Seriously. God told me, he's just instructing me like, you know, nobody's business. Even though you're in the house right now, and you know, before I send you out, don't start slacking on your exercising. I know how you like to be physically fit. So while you're in the house, I want you to still have set times and you work out in your bedroom. Even with your son, both of you be fit. No, just talking and instructing like that. That's what you call a relationship. Hallelujah. They have, have authority over my day for to remain in peace because I refuse to let my peace be moved when I commanded to be still. And I gave you those testimonies about earlier what took place because it happens. It happens. I'm not going to sit here and act as if nothing happens. But in the midst of it happening, you come up higher and you know, right in the middle of it, in the midst of it. Here's my positive attitude. Here's my declarations. Here's my level of awareness, my determination to not go backwards due to saying things I said before. See, I have grown more. So let me show you my growth, Lord, which you actually tried to show me. Because you already see the growth. You want me to see where I am. Because you don't just stay there. Now you come up higher than that. Showing you what it's like to rule. And to reign. I don't ruled over the whole situation today. And I reigned on it. That's going to always be like that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One quick testimony. One more. There's a little girl. 
I always try to get God and Satan back talking again because that's all I grew up. If you have a confrontation or you argue and something don't go right, you make it better. I mean, I read about how God kicked them out and he did something bad. See, I had my children's Bible book, so it didn't get too much detail, like King James Version. So I said, okay, God, come here. Sit down. I'm like five, six. Come sit down right here. Come on, Satan, sit on this side. Who thinks like that? I don't know. All that. <laughs> and I said, okay. Satan's going to talk first, God. What do you have to say to him? He said, tell him I said I'm sorry. Tell him I said I'm sorry. I said, if God, he said he's sorry. What do you want to say to him? God didn't say a word. I said, God, are you going to say anything to him? He said he's sorry. He want to come back home. Let him back home. Not knowing anything. I'm already fine. God will never say that now. Gee. And God never said anything. I said, God, you being mean. <laughs> Stop being mean. Stop being stubborn. Say something to him. He said sorry. You say sorry. Now it's your turn. God never said a word. And the reason why I said that, now when I grew up and I found out everything, say that I had that encounter I told you guys about the last episode, been in that mansion full of that, per, that paranoia activity going on and Satan left and departed with that trash bag cape. He comes to me with that, he came to me again, this time he didn't have a cape on, he had a lot of chains. He exposed himself to me. He had chains in the middle of, in the middle where his heart would be, it's a lock with no key. It doesn't mean he'd be forever bound. He can never set himself free. He can never be free. And he came to me and tried to bring to me that day and those times when I kept saying, I'm not angry at you. Even though you were wrong for what you've done, I still love you. And he tried to take advantage of that this morning and brought me back to that day when I said that. See how he tried to, I'm trying to tell you. And he tried to replay it in my head and try to give me the puppy dog eyes. I still love you. I'm not angry at you. In other words, he wanted me to give him an invitation into my life. Like he really cared. And then another asked me, can I come to your wedding? Get thee behind me, Satan. See, he knows I love all people. I don't hate him, but he better stay under me. That's where you belong. He tried to bring me back to the days when I was young. Little girl said, I'm not angry at you, what you've done. I still love you. Try to bring that up to me today while I was preparing my food. And here you go. Don't you love me? You said you love me. Don't you love me? Don't you care about me? Then why are you disregarding me? Because you want to. <laughs> Get me behind me safe. You want me to get up? You want me to get up? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tell you. I don't play with him. He know that. So afraid. So afraid. God, you understand? Hold tail out of this room. I woke up. He's standing right there on my bed, looking at all the glory, all the honor and praise. That I'm about to release the atmosphere to God. He wake, I mean, I wake up and he sees the light in my eyes. 
He look at me about to command my day. Commanding him under my feet once again. And he looking at me like there's nothing I can do about it but watch. I said, I only want you to watch. Get behind me. And he go, don't you love me? Remember what you said when you were a little girl? You're not angry at me and you love me? Can I have an invitation to your wedding? <laughs> like I'm going to say, yeah, you can come. That gets out of here. Going to ask him to come to my wedding. No. Jesus. My God. This man's something else. But we always rule and reign over you because of what Christ done. We didn't have to do anything because God so loved us. And I'm going to tell you guys, I see a lot of demonic realms too. A lot of demons fled him. Don't even want to be beside him anymore. Because all he do is disrespect them all day. Look at you fools. Listening to me. Now we all do. And they got to be reminded of that. So they kind of like don't want to be around him. But they still under his authority. And many of them just don't really want to be around him. And they huddle up and just tremble all day. Just trembling together all day. All day. Commanding them to do things. And all I can think about is the times they were in the kingdom. How much freedom they had. All the goodness they had. All the love they had. In the presence. Everything good. And here you are listening to him who was created by everything good. Who you know who created you. Who you served at one point. And you want to listen to Satan because he filled your head up and gave you so much deceit. For the very first time. You didn't even know what deceit was. And you chose to listen to something else. God still showed me twos. And he had a nerve to say to them, look at you fools listening to me, following me. I never forget a couple of times when I was in elementary school. And they'd be like, go get that candy out the desk or say something like that. I'd be like, no, we're going to get in trouble. Or it could be anything that your siblings say at home. Go do this and we know how I'm supposed to do it. So you go following after them. And when you do it, what they do it, now y'all all in trouble. And they go, well, you shouldn't have I ain't tell you to do it. You know, you chose to do it. Look, I shouldn't even listen to you. Them demons got to go off of that every day forever. There's no end to that. See, we've been redeemed. We've been restored. We've been forgiven. There is no escape for him. Nor his help. And that's why he's trying to do whatever he can. To think he's getting God pissed off by taking what matters to God most. His children away from him. And that's why we as children of God is much more stronger. And determined to go out there and snatch them out. And even if they so much to depart their bodies. They're still in the presence of the Lord anyhow. So it's a win-win situation. Jesus. But why not want to live on earth as in the kingdom? Why wait to go home and do it? I'm not going to just live here just be living to survive. No. Hallelujah. I love that. And the demons just like crying. They cry. I can see them right now. They're crying, trembling. Holding each other crying. Like, what do we do? They see your future. Like, oh my God, what do we, what do we do? Why did we leave? 
Why do we listen to him? We can't even get, can't even change his mind. It's over for us. And say, reminded him every second year, it's over for you, fool. Dummy, call him all kinds of negative names. Stupid, ugly. Now, once have I saw the word ugly in the Bible. And let me say King James Version. I haven't read every version. No, no, a couple of others I never see. But I have so many new translations. Because there's nothing God created in this earth that is ugly. And everything in it is. You understand? It may be evil. Just say it what it is. Hallelujah. A lot of paranoia you activity going on. God took me to a girl's college, a girl's college campus. Her freshman year in college, and a, girl, a couple of girls went with her in their dorm, and they bought the Luigi board. And they wanted to try it out. They had a lot of snacks and little girls not in their PJs. And God took me there like I'm a, like I'm an angel watching the fire. I didn't even know I was there. And what happened was. That board began to come to life demonically. Satan showed up in that room. And objects began to move. And they began to be possessed. And I could stand and God took me to the outside of the, the, uh, the door. And all you see is lights all over the place. Flashing from things coming to life in their room. Objects moving around across the floor. Flying across the room. And then one of the girls must have had a praying family because her family were on their way to go visit her. And they stopped it from happening to her. But God didn't show me what happened to the other girls. I just got up and I declared against it. So none of that ever took place. So they didn't even go to the store to even buy the Luigi board. They didn't even have a thought to even want to buy the Luigi board because of my declarations. And think about your declarations you can bring in the atmosphere regarding people. It comes to pass. There was a guy, God gave me the name. His name was, his name was Antoine. Supposed to die. Supposed to pass out and die. And I spoke over it. He's living. Wherever he is, it's in D.C. Wherever he is. Not even knowing that that was supposed to happen to him. God showed me so many bullets stopped before it hit the person, Jesus. And they fall to the ground. Our declarations, I'm, I'm starting to be more aware. I'm not thinking I have power to change. I know I do. That's a difference of confidence. Different level of faith. Higher. More. Jesus. And a man, in, it was a, a Hispanic man whose eyes were straight black, jet black. Everything was black in his eyes, no white. And God said, touch his forehead. I touched his forehead. His eyes began to blink so fast that they became gray, studied black. Touch his forehead again. I said, okay, I touched his forehead again. His name was Pedro. This happened last night. 
And he opened up his eyes and saw for the very first time. I'm telling you, God is amazing. He gets all the glory, honor, and praise. This is my time for now before it cut me off like it did last night. Please excuse me. Greater is he who's in us than he who was in the world. I'm so happy for you. I love you. This is our season of time. Thank God for you. I need you. Stay connected.